Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Merini. I'm your host, Thanos Davelis. For the second year in a row, The Economist once again listed Greece as the top economic performer of the year out of a list of 35 countries, beating the likes of the United States, the UK, Germany, and Japan. Alex Patelis, the chief economic advisor to Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis, joins me to look at Greece's economic performance over the last year and break down why we should expect Greece's economy to continue to outperform in 2024. Alex, great having you back on The Greek Current. Thank you so much for the invite and happy holidays to everyone. Alex, should Greece topping the list of economic performers in 2023 have come as a surprise to anyone following Greece closely these past few years? So, I mean, any statistical ranking is bound to have a degree of randomness to it. So, I guess it is a surprise in the sense that, you know, they could have shifted the one indicator or the other little bit here or there, and maybe some other country would have come to the top. But we were very excited and honored and proud that Greece topped the ranking for two years in a row. And I guess at the end of the day, you can just do what you can do and hope for the best and sometimes stars to align. One of the big bright spots, and this factored into The Economist's ranking, was the performance of the Greek stock market, which saw its real value increase by over 40%. What message does this send to investors around the world about Greek companies? So it wasn't just the Greek stock market. The Greek bond market as well uh, did very well this year with the yields falling sharply below Italy and approaching those of Spain. This was not included in the economist ranking. I say this because, you know, it was assets and Greek assets in general that did well. And I guess there were a number of events that took place this year. One of them were the double elections over the summer, early summer, which effectively sealed Greece's political stability. Who would have thought 10 years ago that today one of Greece's comparative advantage would be a stable political system? And I say that against other countries which are seeing a lot of instability or or new parties emerge out of nowhere. Um, And this led to some re-rating to the riskiness involved in Greek assets. But also it was the simple fact that the Greek economy continues to um, outperform the euro area average. And despite all the stuff that we've seen, the uh, energy crisis, uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine, inflation, etc., um, all of this has not slowed things down. The unemployment rate has fallen to single digit to the lowest level it's been since effectively before the crisis. So I guess all of this together, plus corporate profitability, uh, led to a re-rating of the Greek equity market. I should also mention and apologies for babbling, that in 24, there is the objective of the Athens Stock Exchange uh, re-entering developed market status, or at least an announcement that this is coming. And I guess markets tend to discount news to some degree before they happen. So I think there is a re-rating taking place as well ahead of this developed market upgrade. Since you brought up the bond markets, Alex, you know, on Monday, Bloomberg reported that Greece is planning to sell as much as 10 billion euros in bonds next year after winning back its investment-grade status. Why is this noteworthy? So, as you know, Greece is one of the highest uh, debt levels in the world as a percent of GDP. So anybody, you know, who follows Greece, follows Greece's debt as well. But it also has very peculiar characteristics, the Greek debt, I mean. It has one of the longest durations of any country in the world, still at 20 years. So 10 billion is roughly 5% of GDP. It's not a huge, 
huge amount, and the interest cost on the debt has remained uh, relatively low. I should also mention that the budget balance of the Greek government um, has improved considerably. This year, primary surplus of 1.1%, next year, primary surplus of 2%. But if you look at the overall budget deficit, you will find that Greece's budget deficit this year and next is basically projected to be smaller, not only compared to countries like Spain or Italy or France, but also even compared to Germany. So, uh, and of course, let alone the United States. So you have a country that, um, on the one hand, still has a high debt burden. On the other hand, is reducing it sharply. The past four years have seen the sharpest decline in debt to GDP of any country in the European Union. And at the same time, is still balancing its books to a degree and is, is has more fiscal discipline than other countries. So at the end of the day, the bond borrowing program is a uh, reflection of all of this stuff that I've mentioned and remains relatively, uh, the supply rather of Greek bonds remains relatively contained compared to what, what could have been given the debt pile. Aside from The Economist, Alex, the IMF also praised Greece recently, particularly for the digital transformation of the economy, and increasing market competition. How is digitalization transforming Greece's economy? Digitalization is very important. It's one of those things that is uh, not really ideological in these grand ideological wars that we're witnessing around the world between the left and the right or liberal and illiberal policies. Digitalization is something that I think everybody is in favor of. And what it does is it cuts... On bureaucracy and red tape, it makes people's lives easier. They don't have to visit uh, physically various offices to have uh, jobs done. Uh, It improves productivity as a result. Uh, We have now the AI revolution as well that is adding an extra layer to all of this. For example, the government recently launched its chatbot for uh, gov.gr, the main government website. But digitalization also has another benefit, which is to attract foreign uh, investment, not only in the area of tech with a lot of startups in Greece, but also in general. It allows work from home, WFH, and it allows um, companies to base operations out of Greece or for individuals to base operations out of Greece, even if there's no geographical reason per se to do so. So it opens up a lot of opportunities for the country, as I said, improves productivity, uh, but also uh, draws investment, but also boosts the growth potential of the country. Earlier this year, Alex, Prime Minister Mitsotakis made a point to focus on increasing wages in his new terms. And this is something that you've been tweeting about recently as well. As we track this economic growth uh, in Greece, are wages keeping up with the numbers that we're seeing? Wages are very important. Growth needs to be inclusive and needs to uh, reach everybody, not just, the, not just the top. Otherwise, you're going to see disenfranchisement and you're going to see a backlash and populism increase. And uh, don't forget, this is a country where wages declined uh, initially, I mean, in nominal terms, uh, at the beginning of the crisis, and then basically remained flat for many years. There's a lot of people who had not had a wage increase in a decade. And what we're seeing over the past two years is we're seeing uh, this trend reverse sharply. The uh, average wage cost has increased about 20% um, over the past two to three years, and the rate of change is north of 7% year over year. This is likely to continue in, in 2024, 
we are likely to see wage growth exceed inflation and so real wage growth to be positive. And as the unemployment rate continues to decline, as I mentioned before, it's single digit today, you will find companies will be forced to offer higher wages to workers. And this is something that the government uh, welcomes. Of course, there's always the risk of an inflation wage spiral. The country went through such a difficult period in the 70s and 80s with double-digit inflation. But I don't think we're anywhere close to that scenario, and it's not something that's a top of mind today. So um, I do think that wages will continue to increase, and ultimately the objective the government has is to converge living standards and real wages to those of the euro area average. So uh, over time, real wages will go up in Greece. Wrapping up, Alex, Greece approved its 2024 budget on Sunday, the first in 14 years with Greek debt listed at investment grade, forecasting a rise in economic growth. Should we expect Greece to continue outperforming its Eurozone partners in the coming year and going for a three-peat with The Economist at the top of uh, economic performer rankings? (laughs) I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if it's possible to go for a three-peat, as you put it. I mean, there is, as I said, a lot of randomness there. But the objective to outperform the euro area average uh, remains. And to that end, uh, what the government needs to do and what the government will be doing is continue on its reform agenda. We talked about digitization earlier. The other reforms that are important, fighting tax evasion. There was a bill passed through Parliament a few weeks ago, and there's a lot of work that needs to be done on implementing this bill next year. There's a big effort to speed up the justice. Justice today is served very slow in Greece, and this is a problem not just for reasons of fairness and equity, but also for economic efficiency reasons. There's a big emphasis on speeding up justice. There's the continuation of the Green Revolution, The climate adaptation, climate mitigation, those are one of the biggest trends of our lifetime. Greece will remain a big producer um, of renewables. And there's another bigger, I would say, focus, which is boosting labor supply. So today in Greece, we have 450,000 roughly registered unemployed, and we created, the economy created 300,000 jobs over the past four years. So It's clear that we need to draw more people into the labor force, whether that's women. We have a low participation rate amongst women, whether it's younger people or older people or bringing people, Greeks uh, from the diaspora or the brain drain, bringing people back to Greece. This needs to be an objective. And if we do all of this stuff and we continue on reforms, then yes, uh, GDP growth can continue to outperform other countries. Alex, always great chatting with you. Thanks for joining and happy holidays. Thank you so much. Happy holidays to all. In other news, ratification of Sweden's NATO membership by Turkey's parliament hinges on the U.S. Congress's approval of Turkey's request to purchase F-16 fighter jets, Turkish President Erdogan has said, calling on the two legislatures to act simultaneously. In comments reported on Tuesday, Erdogan also said Canada and other NATO allies must lift arms embargoes imposed on Turkey. Erdogan said that he discussed the issue of Sweden's NATO accession with U.S. President Joe Biden in a call last week. He made the comments late Monday while returning from a visit to Hungary. Hungary and Turkey are the only two NATO members not to have formally approved Sweden's bid to join the transatlantic military alliance. Finally, Cyprus has disrupted an alleged Iranian plot to target Israeli businessmen with the arrest of two Iranian asylum seekers who were in contact with another Iranian-associated 
with the Revolutionary Guard, a Cypriot official said on Tuesday. The official who spoke to the Associated Press on the condition of anonymity said the suspect's detention was the culmination of a joint operation with Israel's Mossad Security Service. Cypriot authorities said the suspect's Iranian handler moved in and out of Cyprus through the Turkish-occupied northern part of the island and would cross a UN-controlled buffer zone into the international recognized south to establish contact with the two. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.